This is a podcast from the Cat. You're listening to Business Brunch, and on today's show, we're talking to the general manager of Crew Hall Hotel, somebody who has worked in the hospitality sector for the last 30 years. And for 20 of those years, he's held the post of general manager. Today in the hot seat, we're pleased to welcome Howard Lewis. Howard, welcome to Business Brunch. Hi, good morning. Howard, you've developed a very successful career in hospitality over the last 30 years uh, and have worked for De Vere Hotels and Hilton Worldwide. So tell us why you chose hospitality as a career move and share with us some of the pivotal moments of your journey so far. Well, yeah, I'm... I chose hospitality. Wow. Um, I grew up in, in actually very lucky to, to move to the States when I was young um, and lived in Dallas, Texas for about 10 years um, during during the time I was at school. Um, and my father was uh, was in a, a job that meant he spent a lot of time in some of the big American hotels, um, you know, 2,000, 3,000 bedroom hotels. And I was lucky enough to, to go with him on a number of occasions to events and was wowed by the hospitality and the, the amazing different things that hotels did. And I, I guess through jobs I did during school, working in ice cream parlors and pizza parlors and stuff, service industry was something I, I was I was interested in straight away. It's nothing that any of my family had done before. So I uh, I, I kept on with, um, with work experience in hotels at, at school in America um, and then moved back to the UK and went to university over here and did a hotel management degree. And that's it. I was I was I was hooked by hotels. Um, I did a graduate program with Devere, uh, and I guess one of the most pivotal things for me that sold how amazing hotels can be was was working on the 1993 Ryder Cup at the Belfry, which was one of Devere's um, flagship hotels at the time. Um, and I was lucky enough to work on that event and look after the American Ryder Cup team. And I've been lucky enough through my career to to, to be involved in some pretty amazing events, things like the uh, the party conferences. Uh, I was general manager at the Imperial in Blackpool uh, when the Conservative and Labour Party conferences were held there. Uh, and then again in Brighton um, at the Hilton there when um, Labour Party had their party conference there. So yeah, some, some big events and, and I could go on and mention lots of different uh, leaders I've met from political parties or, or different countries or celebrities and um, lucky enough to have, have looked after a number during my during my time working in hotels, but that's the that's the glam side of it. Um, I think working for Hilton Worldwide was was amazing. They gave me some great opportunities, some great development um, to become the, the general manager I am today, and I've really enjoyed that. And growing up in in the United States, you were probably exposed to some of the best customer service in the world. Would you would you say that compared to the UK? Um, I certainly think at the time, um, yes. I think if you look back at the late 70s and 80s when I was over there, um, hospitality was very different over there than it is over here. And I guess that's where I learned initially that that real wow customer service that that they provide over there and and, and during my sort of training. But it's really developed and I think probably developed as, as big hospitality operators like um, Hilton and Marriott and, and IHG have moved over in, and, and moved their brands over to the UK. Um, I wouldn't say there's as much difference now as there was, but certainly was back then, yeah. A real grounding in, into hospitality and customer service. 
Yeah, I suppose they're, they're looking for consistency, but they also have to take into consideration the local culture, don't they? Yes, they, they, yeah, they do, absolutely. Um, and again, that's culturally how, how, how this, this, uh, the industry has changed so much, you know, and I think, think back that how, how it was back in the 70s and 80s in hotels and in restaurants and um, how we used to go out and dine in the UK back then compared to now. We've, we've adapted um, and, and moved with the times, and I think customers are becoming, always becoming, increasingly becoming more uh, specific about what they want and what they need, and, and we're having to move with that um, all the time as, as, as operators. Okay, so moving on to Crew Hall Hotel, um, which was originally built, well, not as a hotel, obviously, but as a, a manor house in 1615, is now almost 400 years old uh, and was originally owned by Sir Ranulph Crew. Uh, Howard, tell us more about the history of the hall and outline some of the issues you face running a hotel or luxury hotel in a Grade 1 listed building. It certainly is an amazing um, property and and, and an honour to be able to run such a property. Um, And and hopefully a lot of your listeners will have have been to Crew Crew Hall and seen it, but if they haven't, they must must come and have a look around the the Grade 1 listed part of the building at some point because it is like a museum. The actual original residence um, sat sat there in a back dating to 1170 um, and is listed in the Doomsday Book. And actually, there is a room in the hotel, the Ranoff um, room, named after Sir Ranoff himself, um, which has got a fireplace which dates back to the original house, so is almost 850 years old. But when the when the crew family bought the property in in 1608, um, they actually knocked down the original house because it was in quite a poor state of repair, um, and and built um, the hall that you see there today in in 1615. It was restored in the 1800s, but then there was also a massive fire in the 1800s that burnt down a lot of the interior of the property, and it was it had to be um, had to be rebuilt. One of one of the very interesting facts is they used the architect whose whose um, father had built the Houses of Parliament, Edward Barry, um, and he he built properties such as Great Ormond Street, Children's Hospital, Charing Cross Station in London, uh, and and also was involved in part of the of the finishing of the Houses of Parliament in 1860-1870, which is the same time he, he worked on Crew Hall. And then the property has had a number of different things it was used for before it, it became a hotel. It, in the in the 1930s and 40s, it was it was used by the Ministry of, of Defence and um, and housed troops from America, Canada and, and Australia during World War II, but also was a prisoner of war camp for about two years and had German officers um, staying at the, at the at Staying at the property, certainly not as guests, but as prisoners of war. Um, and actually, there's still some um, etchings and some um, scrapings in the leadwork on the roof that you can see where people have put when they were there back in the 1930s and 40s, um, which which is quite amazing. And then the property was 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 the headquarters for the Welcome Foundation, which is probably better known as Glaxo Smithkline these days, right through to the 90s uh, when it was sold. Um, what sold to private investors who, who turned it into a hotel in 1998. So it's only really been a hotel for the last 20, 22, 23 years. And it has developed a lot in that time. There was two modern extensions built on, uh, the first in 2001 2, uh, which was an additional 40, 50 bedrooms. And then uh, the larger bedroom extension and conference center and leisure and spa were, were added on in 2008 9. So quite a, 
quite a huge history. I could talk about it all day, um, but an amazing place to work. Uh, and the challenges it gives you is, is that you've got a grade one listed building, which needs a lot of love and attention um, linked to a very modern extension. Um, so it's it's about running it as a whole and people understanding the diversity of what you have to offer uh, and trying to look after that beautiful um, history and character that you've got within within the in the hall, which we're 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 working on on trying to improve and and. Uh, and, and look after as, as we move into 2021. We've been delayed by by this pandemic recently, but um, we've got lots of plans to, to improve the property going forward. Uh, it's an amazing chequered history, uh, and um, I, I'm sure you could tell us an awful lot more detail, but perhaps another time. Today's guest is Howard Lewis, the general manager of Crew Hall Hotel. Uh, Howard, as, as general manager of the hotel, your overall responsibility amongst all of your other tasks is to ensure that it runs like a well-oiled machine. So tell us what it takes to be an effective general manager uh, at an exclusive hotel and how you've made a difference since you joined the company in 2019. Yeah, it's, it's certainly challenging and I think... Um all, all businesses are going through huge challenges at the moment and I think um, the leadership that you show as a general manager in, in a hotel such as Crew Hall is important and there's lots of words I could use. Um, I think the most important thing for me is is, is about being present and and, um, and taking that responsibility for the property uh, on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, I've got an amazing team at the hotel and it's about, you know, working very, very carefully with those people. I guess making sure you empower people, not taking too much responsibility yourself and using the skills of the team that you've got there. You know, you have very specialist skills like the chef. Um, you know, we have a great exec chef at the hotel and um, you know, specialists in finance and revenue management and sales, um, you know, and, and hospitality operations. So it's about utilizing those key skills. Um, and I think, as we were touching on before, you know, the industry is changing all the time. So it's, it's about being creative, and, and adaptive um, to the market and the conditions. We've certainly had to, to be creative and adaptive this year um, or over the last 12 months. But I think, you know, there are a lot of amazing properties, a lot of amazing hotels around the, the UK and the world. And to me, and it's always stuck with me, the difference is the people. Um, so it's the team that I work with. Um, it's how you work with them and develop them. Um, it's giving them, as I said, responsibility communicating, motivating them and being positive because they're the, they're what's makes they are what makes the difference. Even though we've got an amazing amazing grade one listed building, you know, it it, it wouldn't be special and it wouldn't be amazing unless the people that are there uh, when they're greeting our guests, um, being present, being personable with those guests, ensuring they have a great stay, um and, and a wow experience as I'd like to say, um, is, is what makes makes a difference. So I I guess that's what I've tried to do since I've joined is try and instill that that kind of philosophy that we're there look after every guest and treat them as if you know they're a celebrity um, treat them really specially uh, make sure that we personalize that service we're flexible uh, in what we're trying to deliver and, and and not try and be bound by too many too many guidelines in, in respect of things you can you can sometimes get into a situation where it's oh we've done it like that or we have to do it like this um, and I think it's about being flexible these days in the way you do things. So it's it's really working with the team and, and, and trying to ensure that we do things the way we need to to, uh, to look after every guest that comes into the hotel. 
Okay, so the hotel website invites guests to step back in time into a world of glamour, elegance and breathless romance, which is quite a statement. So, Howard, tell us us about the hotel services that represent the core business and what makes Crew Hall Hotel sufficiently different to other luxury hotels? We... You know, we're we're going through a transition at the moment, certainly, in trying to, to to ensure that you know everything that we offer is 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 connected in some way. We've got a, an amazing history in uh, we've talked about in in terms of the hall, but we've got, as I said before, we've got um, some very modern bedrooms uh, and a conference centre, um, and a beautiful leisure and spa as well. And I think it's making sure all those things work work well together. We we've our core business is is definitely um, the conference and events business. Um, we do lots of big conferences because we have um, a large, probably one of the largest conference suites in a hotel in, in Cheshire, and and we've got a lot of uh, sort of other meeting rooms around that. So in, within the hall itself, uh, we've got sort of ten or eleven conference rooms. Um, the long gallery, which was the historic room where they would have had banquets, uh, with a beautiful ornate fireplace looking out over the gardens um, of the hall. Um, where you can have great banquets and beautiful weddings and birthday parties and events, etc. And 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 we all we do an awful lot of that. Um, you know, so we would we would typically do um, 80 to 100 weddings a year at the property and mostly in the hall. But then we'd also do a lot of conferences in in the modern section. So the, the Continental Suite uh, in the in the modern part of the hotel can can host dinners for over 350 and has got breakout rooms as well. Uh, and then you have a beautiful leisure and spa there as well so a, a, a nice pool and sauna and steam room and jacuzzi um, big gym and fitness center and then we have six bespoke treatment rooms um, we use you know lms as a, as a product and and sell um, great spa days and events like that so it's, a, it's a, a great amount of different things that we can offer and it's making sure those things all work well together food and beverages is a is probably an integral part because of the number of bedrooms we've got. We, we take more revenue through food and beverage than anything else. And whether that be with events or people coming for spa days um, or people just coming for a, an overnight stay and having dinner in the brasserie or or in the old hall um, or having afternoon tea in the old hall. We do a lot of afternoon teas there as well. So, you know, I think the key is making sure that we get all of those things to work well together and that people can come and enjoy bit, bits and pieces of each of those different experiences when they want to, when they're staying at the property. Um, but what makes us different is is the people. Again, I go back to that. It's, it's making sure that when people do come into the hotel, we can offer the, all those things, but with a smile on our face and with great customer service um, and, and making sure that every guest feels um, special and looked after when they're with us at the hotel. And you're in uh, extensive grounds. You're, you must be the envy of other luxury hotels in the area. We are, and, and I should have probably mentioned that. Yeah, we're within eight acres of, of gardens and land. We've got an event field. We've got tennis courts um, as well. Um, but lovely grounds that you can walk around and, and enjoy um, the, the, the sort of picturesque uh, Cheshire countryside. Um, and and we, you know, we want to use that a lot more, with, you know, you know, we'll talk about things we're going to try and do, but trying to use our grounds a lot more as we go go forward. And we even did a few things this year, or sorry, back in, in 2020 when we couldn't do so much indoors. So trying to do a lot outdoors is, is also important. You're listening to a podcast from The Cat. Today's guest is Howard Lewis, General Manager of Crew Hall Hotel. Howard, delivering 
Outstanding customer service is critical in ensuring the future success of Crew Hall Hotel and requires outstanding staff. So share with us how you train and motivate your employees. Well, we, we use lots of different things, ways to do that. I think one of the, the first things is making sure um, that we spend quality time with our em- employees. Um, it depends on the role, obviously, but certainly if we think about working in, 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 in the food and beverage areas of the hotel, it's about buddying up new staff with someone who's worked there to ensure that they can walk them through the way we do things and where things are. It's a big, big um, property in terms of its layout so there's lots of different ways to get around the building and ways to get lost and and places to find things um so it's about spending time with them we we're part of of um of a group q hotels and and we use some quite a lot of online training we use a great online um sort of uh, intranet uh, where we've got a wealth of, of different courses so a lot of the statutory training that we need to make sure staff have when they join the company um, health and safety and, and fire training and all those things. A lot of that's done online and it gives um, the user the flexibility of, and how quickly and how when they when they do that training as, as well. But then we do have bespoke um, SOPs, so standard operating procedures for each department and we will take people through that training when, when they start the job. Um, but a lot of it will be hands-on um, learning on the job um, because that's the best way to do it. And, and the best way for people to get that experience uh, is whilst they're actually on the job and working. Um, in terms of motivating the team, I think it is about being, like I said, being present, making sure that we, you know, we we put incentives in place. It's been difficult, and I'm trying to think back because over the last 12 months, uh, it's about surviving. Um, but but normally, what we would do is we would have key performance indicators in place in each department um, uh, and things that the team need to achieve. Uh, and we would set you know, targets and goals and, and, and in some instances rewards. If they use reception as an example, they might have some upselling targets to, to upsell a certain number of you know, uh, nicer bedrooms. We've got some beautiful suites and four-poster rooms in the old hall. Uh, I guess may have just booked a standard bedroom. And if we've got one available, um, you know, their ability to, to upsell a nicer room, we would, we, would, we, we would have like a lead table. And at the end of the month, there would be different things that we uh, you know, we would give the team member whether it would be overnight stays in in our other hotels or an afternoon tea or um, it, or even just some vouchers that they could go off and spend um, somewhere else. Um, uh, you know, as a thank you. Um, but a lot of it is just that thank you. It's making sure that you're thanking the team for the job that they're doing, um, that you're getting the team to work together. Uh, and there's a lot of motivation and, and reward that comes from team members working together and, and being satisfied by by achieving goals and targets uh, and being successful that way uh, but it's it's certainly difficult at the moment and it's going to be tough i think over the next 12 months as we try and get back to some sort of normal um after the pandemic um, as as as, a, as allowed us to to get back to having the hotel operating a little bit more normal and we're going to have to again continue to think about different ways to to reintegrate team members into the back into the hotel and get people working again and keeping people motivated it's been tough certainly in the last six to 12 months to do that no i can i can understand that and under normal circumstances hospitality is well known for for staff churn do you find you reflect national averages or do you manage to hold on to your staff a little bit longer um i think we certainly would be better than the national average um i think part of that's location and part of that's 
the, the, the history and character of, of the property and, and the team that we have there. We've got um, team members that have been there since the property was turned into a hotel. Um, so, you know, staff with over 20 years service. Um, I think hotels, um, hospitality in general, restaurants and bars tend to have a little bit of churn. You've got a lot of people. We do um, great team members who work for us, but they, they're working for us whilst they're at university studying to become a vet or a doctor or something else of that nature. So they're never going to stay more than that three or four years whilst they're doing their studies. And, and you'll always have that level of, of churn. But I think apart from that, um, and if I think of some key areas like um, you know, kitchens, you know, chefs are very difficult role to fill um, and a lot of hotels struggle um, but we've got quite a stable team of chefs and, and a very as I said we've got a good um, head chef who works well with the team and I think if you create an environment where you've got good teamwork um, and a good working environment and opportunities to develop and learn then you, you hold on to staff uh, a lot more than um, than, than other, other places and I think that's the key make sure that we we're doing those things that we're working with the team um, to ensure that we we, we keep um, and retain good staff and, and obviously, you know, not have as big a churn as, as some properties might have. And moving on to selling food, as you've already said, is a key area for revenue. Uh, it, it's heavily regulated and, and adds another administrative layer to your business systems. I would tell us what you have to do to ensure that you meet the rigours of current legislation and, and still exceed customer expectations. Well, you're right. It's absolutely critical, um, and you know, there's, you you can see you hear lots of things coming out uh, in the news around things like allergens and uh, and and sort of you know food safety, uh, and we do take that very seriously. We work with um, Shield, who are, are a nationally accredited um, uh, health and safety company, and 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 have focus on food safety as well. Um, we've got training um, that we do, as I said, online. Uh, that, that covers all the health and safety at work and food food safety regulations uh, and is updated. So, you know, it's important to, to keep on top of those kind of things. And we retrain staff on a regular basis as and, as and when any new legislation comes in. Um, and it's about having those checks in place, um, having procedures in place, you know, reviewing and, and, uh, and auditing your your risk assessments and your health and safety manuals. Um, we get externally audited and internally audited um, throughout the year. So we'll have someone come from an external company who will audit all of our files and make sure the training's been done, um, the cleanliness levels are there. And then we also work with the local council with Cheshire East and, and the environmental health um, through Cheshire East who will who will come in um, as, as, as they need to. Um, you know, we're a five-star food safety, so they only come every two years formally, but if there's any other concerns they would pop in and see us but we have a good relationship with them and it's important to maintain that um to ensure you know that customers feel that it's safe to come and and uh, and, and dine as it would do in any any other place yeah so it's something we we have as a real focus um health and safety is is, is a primary con- concern and focus for us as a business um every day and as you've already touched on food uh, the choice of food has changed based on not only on people's eating habits but constrained by allergens uh, has that been a real problem for you to develop another menu for for that kind of customer I, I wouldn't say a problem i think it's just something you need to be aware of and i think you have to be you know going back to the thing you have to personalize it to the guest and you have to be flexible um so you know you 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 know, and I've been into places where there's a menu and there's very limited 
options, and, but it's about your willingness to to go off script, to go off menu, and say, well, we'll do that for you without this or without that, or we can just do a dish for you that's not on the menu. And we have a lot of regular guests that come and stay with us, um, and, and we pride ourselves on 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 trying to ensure that we, you know, we will adapt the menu or we will put something else um, on the menu or just provide a dish for someone that they want. Um, but when specifically we're talking about allergens or about um, special diets, you know, vegan um, options is becoming a huge thing. And I'm not vegetarian or vegan myself, but my my uh, I've got family members that are, and so I know it's important to try and create that that variety of your cooking for people. Um, and you know, we're we're key keen on doing that. Um, but luckily, as well, working for a company like Q, we've got some good suppliers that work with us that provide. Um, options um, around that, but it's 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 just making sure that you keep up with trends, um, that you're reviewing the, the allergens and, and reviewing um, the ingredients that that are in different dishes or sauces that you buy in um, to create dishes, uh, and, and making sure that the team are aware of all of those and that they can provide that information for guests. Um, so you know we keep a very um, updated list of allergens uh, in each department that we train the team on. Uh, and so if a guest has got any questions or concerns, they can ask, and we've got that information to hand to be able to, 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 to outline every every single item that's in a dish. You're listening to Business Brunch, and today's guest is Howard Lewis, the General Manager from Crew Hall Hotel. Uh, coronavirus, Howard, has, has wreaked havoc across the world of business, causing some businesses to completely restructure how they generate sales. So share with us how you've adapted to the current circumstances and and whether you will retain any of the changes you've implemented. Yeah, it, it, it has absolutely wreaked havoc, havoc across the world um, and, and hospitality, like lots of industries, has been hit hard. Um, you know, we closed last March um, on the first lockdown and we closed through April, May and June. We opened in July. Um, and but even then we obviously had to adapt you know we put a lot of um, of the the measures in place in terms of social distancing uh you know had to create different workflows and different ways things are done um you know thinking of areas like the kitchens workstations that people stayed at you know you've got all of the ppe um that you have to invest in and make sure that your staff have got available and guests have available if they don't bring it like masks you know working in a restaurant with a mask on takes away one of the things that makes the difference in hospitality, which is that smile, you know, that enthusiasm, warmth, and it's trying to create different ways to show that when you've got a mask on um, and making, you know, the warmth of your voice and, and the body language is obviously obviously very, very important. Um, yeah, but we did adapt and, and we, you know, we tried to make sure that we, you know, we limited, uh, I think as I said before, our big business is competent event business. So, you know, we were mainly focused on leisure and, guests coming away for a break during the summer um, but we what we try to do is just create different experiences for people uh, over Christmas we did a, a an outdoor Christmas market um, you know outdoor mainly you know Christmas markets of mostly of the big ones have been cancelled but we got some good local um, market store holders to come and join us and we had the stalls set up around the hall on a, on a weekend and, and that gave an opportunity for people to come and see the property uh, as well and walk around the property and, and, and see the amazing character and history of Crew Hall. Uh, we did a few themed afternoon teas over Christmas as well and, and I think you know we want to do a lot more of that sort of thing as we as we reopen um, the property uh, into next year. 
but we've had to continue to adapt and I think there are going to be things that um, we will always have to keep the same now and we will always have to do differently um, and and I think it's just about continuing to, to, to work with the way we're allowed to do operate things um, you know we've been talking recently about potentially doing to go items I know a lot of places are doing takeaway um, restaurants standalone restaurants but we have an amazing afternoon tea so we've talked about doing a, an afternoon tea to go for valentine's i'm sure a lot of people would still want to celebrate valentine's and but won't be able to come and have afternoon tea at, at crew hall or go to a restaurant and have dinner so we'll maybe create that experience in a box that they can come and pick up and take away and and have valentine's um, at home or if it's a nice day hopefully in the garden even though it's still february so you know, thinking of different things like that, you can continue to do and adapt and 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 get people to have different experiences is important for us. Um, we also did a drive a drive-in cinema with a, with another operator um, in the summer as well on the, one of the, the event fields. So we had three three nights of different drive-in cinema experiences, and those are kind of things we'd want to continue to do. Um, we've talked about next summer doing a, an outdoor um, sort of mini festival, but maybe a few nights of of outdoor cinema where people can come and sit on deck chairs and, and, and watch a movie with the, with the backdrop of Crew Hall um, and, and try and bring lots more people from the local community into Crew Hall to experience it. Interesting expression, uh, an experience in a box, which is something that's come out of coronavirus. So, uh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, Howard, um, no business can stand still uh, assume, and assuming that normality resumes during this year tell us what you have planned for the future of crew hall hotel to ensure that it continues to achieve its targets well i mean what we, you know we we are continuing to look at different things we can do to, to grow the business um we had planned before um, the pandemic to, to to invest some money into the property it got the property was sold in 2017 um and the new owners had been planning and would, were about to start some renovations as we moved into 2020 um, just to, to, to make improvements and, and certainly in um, some much needed money into the old hall that is, as you said, a grade one listed building and needs that continue inve- continued investment. Um, and I think one of the key keys to us was that whole flow of, of our services that we offer, whether it be the, the leisure and spa or, or the, the food and beverage or the great um, conference and events that we operate. Um, so we've been looking at ways to to re-enliven the old hall a bit more. The, the food and beverage um, offer in the old hall had been limited in the last couple of years um, before I joined. So reopening the restaurant, which was in the Radolf, um, is something we were going to do in 2020, and we de- definitely intend to do in 2021, which creates a, a you know a, a, a nicer dining experience um, in in the backdrop and the setting of the old hall. The brasserie is still there, but the brasserie, for those who know Crew Hall, is in the modern end of the hotel and, and offers a very different experience. So it's trying to create an experience that complements the, the, the history of the property um, and gives people a bit of a more variety and choice and something special as well. I think there's lots of lovely restaurants around, but you know something special in an, in an environment like Crew Hall, I think, would be quite nice. Um, but we will continue to look at ways that we can do different things, lot, doing lots of local things we had planned in 2020 like the outdoor um, cinemas or, or outdoor events but but lots more sort of um, events where we can invite local people to come in and, and enjoy the facilities of crew hall howard thank you for joining us today and giving us uh, an insight into into what is required to run a successful luxury uh, hotel in, in a grade one listed building 
which must be quite a challenge, and you've you've touched on some of the reasons why. Uh, it's been hugely interesting. But before we finish, please tell our listeners where they can find more information about Crew Hall Hotel. Well, the, the easiest way is to go straight to our website, which is uh, crewhallcheshire.co.uk. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, we're listed as just Crew Hall on, on Facebook. And we're all also on Instagram at Crew Hall Cheshire. We put information out there quite regularly. If you follow us on Facebook, we, we will send updates of what we're doing um, and how we're, how, how we're developing. And our website, we've got special offers, um, not just for accommodation, but for spa days, afternoon teas, etc. Um, and, and please come and see us. That's the other thing when you can. Uh, at the moment, it's quite difficult. Uh, we are open, but only for um, essential workers uh, at the moment. But, uh, you know, as things improve and i'm sure they will um, as we move into the spring and summer this year uh, and we open our doors back up for food and beverage and for events then you know come come to the hotel and i I think one of the things to me is there's a lot of people who live in the local area who maybe haven't been and seen the the old hall um and seen the the chapel or seen the beautiful meeting rooms and function rooms we've got and and we're more than happy people to come and visit the property and and have a look around and uh, and share in what is an amazing um, amazing part of of Cheshire. Howard, thank you for coming on The Cat today. Thank you. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.